At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to In the NoCo, a daily slice of Northern Colorado news and happenings. It's Tuesday, October 10th. I'm Erin O'Toole. Many of Colorado's healthcare workers are burned out. We heard this from Kaiser Permanente staff who walked off the job last week. Staffing shortages are largely to blame. And this is an issue that's also affecting first responders. KUNC State House reporter Lucas Brady Woods recently reported on the dire state of Colorado's ambulance services and how it's affecting some EMTs and paramedics. In the NOCO's Robin Vincent sat down with Lucas to discuss what's at the root of this problem. So, Lucas, this is a big deal. When people have an emergency, they call 911 and they expect someone to respond, right? You recently reported how Colorado ambulance services are facing their own emergency. Many are stretched dangerously thin. How did this happen? Well, First of all, it's important to understand that, yes, this is happening across the state, but it's especially acute, these problems with EMS services, they're especially acute in rural areas across the state. And the main issue, regardless of where it is, is funding shortfalls. And that funding relates to other problems like staffing shortages, infrastructure shortages, supply shortages, things like that. Okay, so a lack of funding which is leading to staff shortages, is the key problem. Why is there such an issue funding something as critical as ambulance services? One is the the funding model for ambulances here in Colorado is actually based on more of a transportation model than a medical model. And ambulances actually are only reimbursed for their services if they transport a patient to a hospital. That means if they treat someone on site and then leave, leaving the patient behind, they don't get reimbursed for that payment. So part of it is that the funding model is a little bit different. The reimbursement model doesn't really provide the funding that they need. And another problem is there's a really decentralized system here in Colorado that's actually different from most other states in the U.S. We don't have centralized oversight of our ambulance services here. For example, counties are responsible for licensing the ambulance itself, while the state is responsible for licensing the personnel, the EMTs and the paramedics that go along with the ambulances. This creates barriers to statewide funding and federal funding for these services. Now, the last thing is a lot of services in Colorado are volunteer-based, and across industries, whether it's EMS or other industries, there is a trend of decreasing volunteerism that's really hitting some of these ambulance services hard as well. So there are less volunteers to do this work in communities that rely on volunteers. And then there's this interesting point about how Colorado really deviates from the rest of the country on the way it handles ambulance services. Now, Lucas, you spend a lot of time at the state capitol. I feel like you are <laughs> constantly there. You are KUNC's state house reporter, after all. So the question I have for you is, what are state lawmakers doing about this? 
they're aware of what's going on here, right? They are. They actually created a, a task force. We have a lot of task forces in Colorado. But this one they created last year, and it's specifically meant to look at the sustainability of EMS services in Colorado. And it's made up of some lawmakers, but also a lot of professional EMTs and, and paramedics and uh, others that are involved in emergency services. And they started meeting and looking at the problem, and they're responsible for coming up with recommendations that they will put to the legislature for actual lawmaking purposes this coming year. Um, one thing that they did do this year is they did pass a law consolidating that licensing issue that I mentioned earlier on the state level. So starting next year, counties will no longer be responsible for licensing ambulances. That will be consolidated at the state level. So that should open up some funding opportunities and and get rid of some of that confusion and overcomplexity that exists here in Colorado. The EMS Sustainability Task Force also put together a report on the situation, and KUNC was actually able to get an early look at that report this summer. It's now publicly available online. It really takes a deep dive into these problems and sort of lays it all out for lawmakers and for the public. And it also includes some ways they would like to address these problems. One of the issues is a lot of ambulance services in Colorado, or a portion of them, they get a lot of their funding from local property taxes. And I talked to some of the lawmakers that are on the task force and you know, they've said that a lot of the people that use a lot of these rural EMS services or that need their services are actually tourists over the summer months especially, right? We have beautiful backcountry and things happen and tourists need to rely on our ambulance services, but they don't pay property taxes. They don't pay in to the services that they use. So there is talk, just preliminary talk, about potentially some tax solutions for tourists uh, to, to help bolster that funding. So this would be a way to get tourists on the hook for some of the emergency services they end up using when they get hurt in the mountains, for example. And it would really benefit some of these smaller rural communities that see their populations swell during uh, tourist seasons, during the summer and winter months especially. Now you spoke with a paramedic in one of those communities Could you briefly talk about her experience as the sole responder there? Yeah, she's got quite a story. So her name is Buffy Witt, and she is the only full-time paramedic in Hinsdale County. Their their main municipality is Lake City, where she's based. And uh, Buffy was born and raised there. She left for a long time to be a paramedic in Denver. She went back because there was nobody serving this community that that she was born and raised in, her home. And she's been, you know, not only the only full-time paramedic, but she's also running the emergency services department there. So, you know, she's got a lot on her plate. And I think there's there's one anecdote she told me that really sort of encapsulates how short-staffed some of these places are and, and what that means. Last spring, she got a call about what she thought was a routine car accident. Turns out, as soon as she got there... She recognized it was her own son's car, her 20-year-old son, and it was pinned against the trees next to the road, and he was inside with a shattered femur, six broken ribs, a fractured vertebrae, and a collapsed lung. As she was rescuing him, he told her that he was ready to die. But she saved him, and he, he survived, and he's recovered. But, you know, that was incredibly traumatic for her, and she told me that she considered 
giving up emergency services and being a paramedic for good because that was so hard for her. But 45 days later, there was nobody else to fill her position. There was nobody else available, and she had no choice but to go on another call. That call was another car accident, and it was her childhood friend who did not survive. And and the reason that I think that this is so important is because, you know, without her, this place would not have a paramedic all the time. So the point here really is that without Buffy Witt, the only paramedic in Hinsdale County, there wouldn't be anyone else to serve that community. And any community in Colorado needs to have ambulance service to respond when people are injured or sick or all of these things. Here in, in Colorado and in America, we really expect that. And and that's being threatened right now. Mm. KUNC State House reporter Lucas Brady Woods. You can find his work at KUNC.org. Lucas, thanks for telling Buffy Witt's story and thanks for your reporting on this issue. Of course, anytime. That's it for us today here on In the NoCo. We'll be back tomorrow with more of what's happening in Northern Colorado. Our producer is Jocelyn Mesa Miranda. Robin Vincent is our executive producer. I'm Erin O'Toole. See you next time. <laughs>